the book of Isaiah and as you're turning there let me say how grateful we are to have all of our guests with us could we give all of our guests a great big hand clap of welcome and appreciation welcome to the tree of life church and uh, I want to say a great big welcome to brother and sister Dwayne and Rhonda Lindsay God bless this wonderful couple in the name of the Lord and um, if we could just go ahead and appoint a committee to go ahead and, and uh, confiscate their car so they can't get out of here, we're going to just keep them right here. Amen. We love this couple and uh, are just thankful for them and thankful they stopped in for a visit. They were with us for uh, several years and uh, are doing such a great work and so involved in the wonderful things that God is doing in Moline, Illinois, and which is home for them, and, and we love them, and so grateful to see them this morning. Amen. And we're grateful to see all God's people here today. God bless each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. If you're here for the first time, that is the only time you'll come as a guest. After that, you just, you just know that you belong here. Amen. And, uh, and you know that word belong is an interesting word, belong. Uh, it, you know, it, it actually, the, the key word is long. Having belonging means that you are going to be uh, in a community of people for a long time. And I want you to know when you come to the Tree of Life Church, you belong. Amen. You've come to a place that's going to love you for a long time. Love you through a lot of stuff. And we're grateful that you're here today. Amen. I'm reading from the book of Isaiah, the great prophet who declared some of the most uh, poignant words concerning the Messiah in that day that was to come. But we look back upon his words with great thanksgiving as we understand that he did in fact arrive, amen, and is our Lord and Savior. And we give him praise. Isaiah chapter 58, we're going to begin reading from verses 10 through 12. Before we do, though, uh, what about those testimony reports of Ready Now? What a beautiful thing. God is so good. Amen. And Brother Dixon, Brother Dixon couldn't even get to all of them. He, he, there's so many wonderful reports of people getting blessed, and we thank the Lord for it. And we're excited about what God is doing in, our, in this great congregation. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 10 through 12, the scripture says, If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths to dwell in the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths to dwell in I want to just preach for a few moments this Sunday morning on this subject repairers of the breach repairers of the breach could we go to the Lord together in prayer right now together Lord we love you and thank you for your great spirit that is in this place I thank you Lord that 
you're moving in this house already that your spirit is moving upon the hearts and the minds of your people I pray in the name of Jesus that each and every one of us will hear your word and receive it into our hearts I pray O oh Lord that you would cause us to walk in our calling and election sure we thank you Lord for your mercy we thank you Lord for your anointing and I pray for a double portion as we continue in this service today that your word not return void. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you so much for standing and, and for being here today. This passage of Scripture, Isaiah chapter 58, actually deals with one of the very important subjects of the Bible, the subject of fasting. This is the, the beginning of Isaiah chapter 58. The prophet says, cry loud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression in the house of Jacob, their sins. He said, they've got transgression and they have sin." And then he said, yet they seek me daily. Yet they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and for debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head? As a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. And to let the oppressed go free that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Then shall thine health spring forth speedily. Then shall thy righteousness go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. Then thou shalt call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and the speaking of vanity. And then he goes on into the passage that we read. He speaks about fasting. He was correcting their understanding of, of fasting. And so fasting is something that the Bible does speak a lot about. As a matter of fact, when people are attempting to draw closer to God, they many times will begin a fast. They will begin some sort of a fast where there is self-denial involved, where they walk away from some satisfaction 
that their flesh derives and in many cases that their flesh needs. And they will walk away from it for a span of time so that they can clear their mind and be able to focus on the things of the Lord. Jesus had a lot to say about it. As a matter of fact, he spoke very positively of it. In one case, his disciples were asked if they could cast out an unclean spirit. And he said, when they were unable to do so, and they asked, why were we not able to do so? Jesus responded, because this kind cometh not forth but by prayer and by fasting. But he also warned about fasting in a way that is not in the will of God, that is not of the mind of God. And this is what he said concerning that type of fasting. He said, when you fast, don't do it like the Pharisees do it. Don't take pride in it. Don't go and announce to everybody that you are on a fast. Look at me, how spiritual I am. Uh, he said, when you fast, anoint your face with oil. Go out of the house and go out like you would every other day. And, and, and just do what you're doing. But, but you don't have to draw attention to yourself. So that others will look upon your spiritual discipline and applaud you for it. Those who do that, that is their reward. Their reward is that others have looked upon them and said that, well, you're so spiritual because you practice this particular spiritual discipline. But he said, don't do that. It is, it is, it is a secret thing between you and God. And he said, the Father which seeth in secret... He shall reward you openly. In Isaiah 58, he even, he even challenged the concept. He said, I, I know that you guys are fasting. I know that you are afflicting your soul. I know that you are setting something away from you so that you can call out to me. But you're missing the point. You're missing the point. He said, what I am interested in is not how much you can afflict yourself. But that in afflicting yourself, you're helping somebody else. He said, my goal is to loose the bands of wickedness. My goal is to undo the heavy burden. So when I tell you to reject bread for a day, I want you to reject bread, but to give the bread you would have eaten to somebody who has no bread. Because I'm trying to feed the hungry over here, folks. I'm trying to lift up those that are cast down. I'm trying to open blind eyes and unlock deaf ears. I'm trying to heal the broken. Hallelujah. And save the lost. So it's not this the fast that I have called, is it? This is the acceptable fast unto me. Not just when you have proven how much you can afflict your own flesh but how much you can help somebody along the way. There needs to be, ladies and gentlemen, a revival of helping folks along the way. There needs to be a revival of love thy neighbor as thyself. There needs to be a revival of, of reaching out unto those that are broken and those that are hurting. And the reason we do so is because that is what the Lord has done for us. If you're here today, 
and you have a brokenness in your spirit, I want you to know that God has come to heal that brokenness. If you're here today and your head hangs low, the scripture says that he is the lifter of your head. If you're here today and your emotions are out of whack, out of sync, and you can't help but remain in a state of complete sadness, I want you to know that there is a joy from heaven that wants to sweep over your soul. Hallelujah. The Lord has come to repair the breach. The breach is a broken thing. It, it's when something was violated. Something was broken. Something was, was ripped asunder. And this happens in, in people's lives. We have each of us experienced some sort of a breach at one time or another. Somebody that should have loved us but didn't love us. Somebody that should have cared but didn't care. Somebody we should have been able to place our trust in, but they ended up betraying us. Is there anybody here who knows what I'm talking about? Is there anybody here who knows what it's like to have been breached in your life? Trust breached. Hopes breached. Faith devastated. Hopes and dreams just cast aside where you don't ever want to love somebody again because that was breached sometime in the past. Where you don't ever want to trust an authority figure again because that was breached sometime in the past. Well, I've come to lift my voice in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning to tell you that God has come to repair the breach. He has come to apply a healing balm to your soul. He has come to apply a healing balm to your soul and to your mind. And there is no chasm so wide that the love of God cannot cross it. And there is no ditch so deep, hallelujah, in which you may have fallen that the love of God cannot descend lower than you've fallen and pick you up with his mighty hands and pull you out of whatever ditch you have found yourself Oh, hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you this morning? I've come to preach the love of God to your sorrow. I have come to preach the love of God to your pain. I have come to preach the love of God to your hurt. I have come to preach the love of God to your bitterness, to your brokenness, to your lack of trust, to your lack of hope. In the name of Jesus, the devil loose his hands from your soul and let the love of God sweep upon your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He has come to repair the breach. He let you know you shall, your light shall break forth as the morning. You may not have ever believed that was possible, but by the time God gets done repairing the breach in your life, your light shall break forth as the morning. By the time God gets done repairing the breach in your life, your health shall spring forth speedily. By the time the Spirit of the living God repairs the breach in you, righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. You shall call and the Lord shall answer Sir, you shall cry and he shall say, here I am. Hear what I'm preaching to you this morning. The Lord loves you with an everlasting love. His mercy endures forever and his truth endures to all generations. 
Hallelujah. I know that we're in a society where there are a lot of breaches. There are a lot of breaches of trust. Religion has breached people's trust. Families have experienced breaches in themselves. Marriages have been breached. Relationships have been breached. Racial divides exist in our society, but they do not exist in the church of the living God. This is the one church of the living God, the one body of Christ. And there is a healing balm, hallelujah, in the Holy Ghost. There is a healing balm in the blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you come from or what continent your ancestors may come from. We are all one in the name of Jesus Christ. We are one. One holy nation, one chosen generation, one peculiar people, one royal priesthood. I've come to repair the breach in Jesus' name. I don't know who devastated your dreams, but God is getting ready to put it back together. I don't know who crushed your hopes, but God is getting ready to put it back together. I don't know who caused you to lose trust, but God is getting ready to put it back together again. You know what I like to do sometimes? I like to look around the room and just point out those who have been delivered, those who have been healed. Because I think sometimes it's easy to walk into a Pentecostal church and hear the praise and see the worship and just kind of think, well, these folks are emotional. Well, you got that right. We are emotional, but there's a reason. Hallelujah. I said, there's a reason we are emotional. I don't just sing. I sing because I'm happy. I don't just sing. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know. I said, and I know that he watches over me. So, is, is, there, is there anybody who remembers a time in your life where you didn't think you'd make it out of that situation alive? Can I get a witness? You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Is there anybody who thought you would never be able to trust again, but trust was restored unto you? Can, can I get a witness? Is there anybody who lay in a hospital bed thinking that you were facing utter death, but God raised you up, and on June 10th, 2018, you're seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Can I get a witness? Is there anybody who's ever been hurt by church folk? And you didn't think you could ever go back to God because of the church, what the church folks did to you. We all ought to raise our hands to that one because we've all hurt folks and we've all been hurt by folks. But God, who is rich in mercy, who is able to deliver us from every bondage.
thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. If you've ever been hurt in the church, don't give up on the church. You hear what I said? Do not give up on the church. The church is full of people. That's, that's what people. We're people and we make mistakes. And we, and, we sometimes, and we sometimes make the wrong decisions and we hurt folks without meaning to hurt folks. I've hurt people without meaning to hurt people. Find out later that I hurt them. Lord, forgive me for any pain that I've caused my brother or my sister in the Lord. Help us, Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that God can heal the pain you have? And it doesn't matter who caused that pain. The Lord God himself will come down to you and bless your soul. Bless your heart. Reach down into your mind. Hallelujah. Heal you of the loneliness. Heal you of the pain. Heal you of the brokenness. He'll repair the breach and he'll restore the path. I said he'll repair the breach and he'll restore the path. See, see, he didn't, he didn't just say that he would repair the breach. He said he would be the restorer of paths to dwell in. And sometimes we're walking with the Lord and it's a, it's a well-worn path. We enjoy walking with the Lord. Something hurts us. Something knocks us off track. We stumble off the path into some kind of a weeded area. We're dazed and confused. We feel broken and betrayed. And we're wandering off in the distance. Meanwhile, the path is overgrowing with weeds we wouldn't know how to get back to it if we wanted to because it's overgrowing with weeds but God rose me up this morning he raised me up this morning to tell somebody that he is a restorer of the path that you have forsaken You didn't think you could ever love again, but you're getting ready to love again. You didn't think you could ever hope again, but you're getting ready to hope again. You didn't think you could ever trust again, but you're getting ready to trust again. You didn't think you'd ever be trusted again, but you will be trusted again. You didn't think, oh. God is just ready to heal somebody in this house. God is just ready to open up the windows of heaven and pour out upon you the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said, I will draw you out. I will draw your soul out. I will guide thee continually. Your light shall rise in obscurity. The darkness shall be as the noonday. I will guide you and I will satisfy your soul in drought. And I will make fat thy bones. And you shall be like a watered garden. Hallelujah. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. They shall raise up the foundations of many. Oh, hallelujah. Many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach. I'll tell you who I'm preaching to this morning. I'm preaching to repairers of the breach. I'm preaching to folks who have healing in their hands. I'm preaching to people who have healing dripping from their words. 
I'm preaching to people who have the gift of healing operating through your deeds, through your actions. The word of knowledge and the word of wisdom will flow from you and healing will flow through you and you will touch lives of people you haven't even met yet. But God is going to use you to repair the breach. Don't you know that's why God healed you? He wasn't just trying to save you. He was trying to save everybody around you. He wasn't just trying to fix you. He was fixing you so you could fix them. He was healing you so you could look at somebody behind you and say, Jesus is the answer for the world today. He brought you out so you could lift somebody up. Anybody believe it when I tell you that God can deliver you from alcohol right now? Is there anybody that believes that? Anybody believe it because it was you? Anybody believe it because it was you? Anybody believe it that God can heal you of a drug addiction? He can deliver you from a drug addiction right now. He can deliver you from a nicotine addiction right now. You believe it because God repaired that breach in you and you're going to repair the breach in others. You shall be called repairers of the breach. See, that's why God did it for you. Because you're getting ready to bring healing into your family like your family has never seen. Hallelujah. You're getting ready to bring healing into your community like your community has never seen. Folks that have known you for years, you say, well, they'll never receive anything from me. You watch. You watch. Because God can do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. And he's going to do things through you you never dreamed were possible. He's going to do things through you that folks said could never be done through you. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Every false prophecy that has come over your life be condemned in the name of Jesus Christ. Every man be a liar. No matter how much you esteem that man. If he wasn't speaking the will of God over your life, then his words weren't true. God has a plan for you God has a plan now I know some folks might have given up on you but God didn't give up on you I know your family might have given up on you but God didn't give up on you I know your friends might have given up on you but God didn't give up on you he knows that you're a repairer of the breach just waiting to happen you're a healer hallelujah just waiting to happen you're a miracle working child of God just waiting to happen hallelujah you're a preacher of the gospel just waiting to happen you're a prayer warrior soul winner blood of Jesus pleader can I preach to somebody just waiting to happen hallelujah the repairer of the breach has repaired the breach in your life to make you a repairer of the breach to others. I'll tell you about the disciple who, who, who was, not, was not to be. He, he, he wanted to be among the twelve. This man was, the Bible calls him a demoniac. He was a demoniac. Now this man was crazy. He had legions of devils in him. And he would strip his clothes off. He would, he would hang out among the tombs. Society would chain him down because they didn't know what to do with him. 
And they would wrap restrictions around him and he would break society's restrictions. They'd wrap a law around him and he would break society's law. They would wrap a regulation around him, he would break society's regulation. The chains of society could not contain this demoniac. But when Jesus, but when Jesus showed up onto the seashore that day, no devil within this man could prevent him from running to Jesus. Folks, he had legions of devils in him. He, Jesus said, what is your name? He said, legion, for we are many. But, but not one of those devils had the power to bring his soul down into subjection and prevent him from worshiping Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what kind of chain hangs over your past. It doesn't matter what kind of problem you're facing in your life. What kind of circumstances exist at this moment. There is nothing. Thing. No devil in hell, no power of darkness that can prevent your soul from crying out to the one true living God. This man ran to Jesus with devils hanging on his ankles, with devils hanging off his arms, with devils having him in a headlock, pulling him down, but he ran to Jesus. I don't know what you're up against, but if you run to Jesus, whoo, hallelujah. Don't let condemnation stop you. I said, don't let condemnation stop you. Don't let guilt stop you. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let shame stop you. He ran to Jesus and worshiped him. Jesus cast the devils out of him. The Bible says when the story starts, the man is out of his mind. He's unclothed. He's among the tombs. He's a, he's a scourge to society. At the end of the story, he's clothed in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he said, you know what, Jesus, I want you to take me with you because I feel a call to be a disciple of Jesus. Now, isn't that wonderful? That's a great thing, called to be a disciple of Jesus. He said, I want to go with you and feed the multitudes. I want to go with you and raise Lazarus from the dead. I want to go with you and, and, and raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. I want to be with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. See, I delivered you because there are other folks with other kind of demons. See, some demons, somebody said, where all the demon-possessed people go? Well, they're still around. Just some of them have on suits and ties. You don't know. You can't always. Jesus said, I delivered you because I want you to go home. And I want you to deliver your family. I've anointed you to be a repairer of the breach. I lifted you up out of the bondage. I lifted you up out of the pain. I lifted you up out of the brokenness and the bitterness so that others could look upon what I have done in your life and give glory to God. His disciples said, why is this man blind concerning the blind man, by the way? Is it because of his sin or is it because of his parents' sin? What is it that genetically altered his eyesight to where he could not see? And Jesus said, it's not because of his sin. And it's not because of his parents' sin. It is because the glory of God is about to be manifest in his life. See, God raised you up 
to be a repairer of the breach. God raised you up, hallelujah, to heal nations. God has anointed you, hallelujah. I said God has anointed you. He has filled you with the Holy Ghost. He has baptized you in his precious name. He has washed you in the blood of the Lamb. He has cleansed you. He has put you in your right mind. He has pulled from you the bitterness and the resentment. He has saved you, hallelujah. I said he has saved you so that you can be a repairer of the breach. Notice what Proverbs 15 and 4 says. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. See, perverse tongues have breached so many in their spirit. Perverseness just means a distortion. Distortions of the word of God have breached many a spirit. Distortion of love has breached many a spirit. Distortion of, 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 of preaching has breached many spirits. Distortion of, of what a person should be able to receive from you and I. And, and when they don't, they don't get something that's true and genuine, it's a breach in the spirit. And so I'm preaching to folks today. There's a breach in your spirit sometime in your past. I don't know. I don't know if it came when you were five years old or eight years old or 10 years old or 13 or 14 or, or, or 18 or 19. I don't know if it's in your young life or in the early stages of your marriage. I don't know. I don't know where the breach came, but there's some kind of a breach in somebody's spirit. And it came through a perverseness of tongue many times. But the Bible said that a wholesome tongue is a tree of life and when we talk about a wholesome tongue the key word in that word wholesome is the word whole whole because that's what the Lord will make you he'll make you whole he'll cleanse your mind he'll save your soul He'll touch your body and make you whole. He will center you in his loving grace. He will bring your body, soul, and spirit into subjection. And you will become whole again. And when you speak, you will speak with a wholesome tongue. You won't speak with the jaded words of bitterness. The jaded words of having been betrayed. The jaded words of having been broken in your spirit. But you'll speak with words of love and words of life and words of forgiveness. Hallelujah. You won't speak about people disparagingly. You'll speak about them with hope in your heart. And your tongue will be a tree of life to everybody around you. Folks in the workplace will say, I don't know what it is about you, but I like what I feel when I'm in your company. Folks at home will say, I don't know what's happened to you, but something has changed since you received the Holy Ghost. Can I preach to somebody this morning that God wants to restore a wholesome tongue? See, see, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. 
speaking with other tongues. This is a language you've not learned in school. This is, this is a language that, is, that has come from the Lord himself. And, and you, you will speak with tongues and you will magnify God in an unknown language. And it is, a, it is an amazing experience and it signifies the initial evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the tongue is tamed, the whole body comes into subjection. My Lord, have mercy. When the tongue gets under control, the whole body comes under the control of God. And so we speak with other tongues when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But listen, not only do you speak with other tongues when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, but you will speak with new tongues after you've received the Holy Ghost. See, some folks like to speak with other tongues, but they don't like to speak with new tongues. Some folks like to speak with other tongues on Sunday and then gossip on Tuesday. No, 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 no. No, he doesn't want you just to speak with other tongues. He wants you to speak with new tongues. And this new tongue you speak with is a tongue that doesn't slander people. It's a tongue that speaks life into people. This new tongue you speak with is not a tongue that speaks hastily, angrily, and indignantly towards somebody, but it's a tongue of gentleness and kindness and peace. Hallelujah. It's a tongue of magnifying God. It's a tongue of joy in your soul. It's a tongue of lifting up the name of the Lord. You ought to try praising the Lord when you see people. In Pentecost we say, praise the Lord. Anybody ever heard that before? Raise your hand if you've... Folks that don't know anything about it don't know what in the world we're talking about. And, and, and we, I, don't, I don't think we even know what we're talking about. We'll just walk up and say, praise the Lord. Well, that's kind of an admonition. We ought to actually do it sometime. We ought to shake somebody's hand and say, God is good. Hallelujah. He's great and greatly to be praised. He's holy. Righteous is the Lord. Mighty is our God. He is my fortress. He is my keeper. Hallelujah. If you'll keep your tongue praising God, your tongue won't have time to cut up your neighbor. If you keep your tongue concentrated on lifting up the name of Jesus, you won't have time to find faults and flaws in the people around you. And that is a wholesome tongue. It's a tongue that's made whole by the power of God. So when we speak, do not speak with the divided tongues of curses on Monday, but blessings on Sunday. Don't speak with the divided tongues of I'll praise God and curse you at the same time. Don't speak with the divided tongues of God forgave me, but I won't forgive you. Speak with a wholesome tongue. And when you speak with a wholesome tongue, it is a tree of life. And can I remind tree of life what a tree of life does? A tree of life is for the healing of the nations. A tree of life is to repair the breaches. A tree of life is to pick up those who have fallen by the wayside. Let your tongue heal. Those in your world, that person with low self-confidence, don't pile on with ridicule 
affirming and confirming everything the devil's been telling them their whole life. Speak life and love and joy and Jesus. Have a wholesome tongue. Lord, don't let my tongue drift into the regions of bitterness, into the regions of brokenness. Don't let my tongue speak from my fleshly insecurities and envy and lust and hate. But let my tongue speak truth. You know your tongue needs to speak truth? Do you know truth is not a random fact? Truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. So if you're going to speak truth, you got to speak Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master. Savior. Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. Oh, but there's something about that name. My great-grandfather, my great-grandfather told my grandfather, my grandfather said, called him as a young preacher. He said, Dad, I'm preaching this revival in Idaho and, and nobody's getting the Holy Ghost. Nobody's being delivered. We're not having, nothing's happening. And Andrew Urshan said, have you prayed? Oh, well, of course I prayed. Have you fasted? Yes, I fasted. Have you, have you sought God uh, intently? Yes. Are you studying? Yes. Oh, he said, well, then there's only one thing. He said, well, what is it? He said, preach Jesus. He said, well, okay, I'll do that tonight. What do I do tomorrow night? Preach Jesus again. Well, what do I do the next night? Preach Jesus again. Keep preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody said apostolic preachers frustrated them because they only had six or seven topics that they could, that they could preach from. And they were limited to six or seven topics. And I thought, that's not right. We're not limited to six or seven topics. We're limited to one topic. Hallelujah. Everything I preach is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If I'm talking about the Red Sea parting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Daniel out of the lion's den, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holiness, Jesus. Wisdom, Jesus. Deliverance, Jesus. Speak truth. Speak life. Speak Jesus. Talk about his blood. Talk about his love. Talk about his obedience. Talk about his power. It's a tree of life. And it heals. It heals. And it repairs breaches. You're not going to repair breaches by engaging in a political argument. You're going to repair breaches by speaking Jesus. Oh, I feel you, Lord. I feel you, Lord. I feel you, Lord. Hallelujah. Something happens. Something happens when God gets done with us. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things. That means everything is become new. That means I got a new way of thinking. 
new places I go. I have new tongues. There's a new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Glory. There's new life. All things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To it that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word. The word. The word. The word of reconciliation. Reconciliation isn't just a ministry. Reconciliation is a word. That's how reconciliation is administered. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ hallelujah come on repairs of the breach he said there was a certain Levite that was walking by the way he saw a man half dead stripped of his raiment robbed and, and half dead ne nearly dead and the Bible says that, that the certain priest he was too busy with the ritual ahead of him to go down and help the man in the ditch then a Levite walked by. The Levite, the Levite. I don't know what other kind of priest this was, but I know who the Levite is. The Levite is a priest, ladies and gentlemen, who should know better. He's getting ready to handle the things of God. He's getting ready to handle the blood of the Lamb. He's getting ready to handle the mercy seat. He's getting ready to handle all of the symbolism that points to the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. But he was blinded by the symbolism that he didn't understand stand the substance and there he looked down into a valley and there was a man who needed the blood he was about to handle who needed the mercy he was about to gaze upon and he walked away from him and then here came a good Samaritan thank God the good Samaritan and the good Samaritan they weren't even of the same nationality but he walked down into that ditch like Christ he applied oil and wine, healing balm to this man's wounds and saved him. And then Jesus looked at his disciples and he looked at us and said, you go and do the same thing. He has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You are a repairer of the breach. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with me right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands with me right now in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands with me right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. That's it. That's it. Praise Him right now. Praise Him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and praise Him for... Praise Him for healing your soul. Praise Him for healing your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Could you stand with me right now? I'm, I, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something as the musicians prepare. The Bible tells about Doubting Thomas. What a name. 
<laughs> Doubting Thomas. We're so brutal. Tradition is so brutal. I don't know. The Bible doesn't refer to him as Doubting Thomas. We do. I don't know why we don't call him Believing Thomas because at the end of the story, he's a believer. But, but Thomas was no—he no, was notable because he was a doubter. I mean, Jesus had rose from the dead. And Thomas said, yeah, right. And his, his brothers, his disciples were like, no, 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 you don't understand. There was an angel of the Lord there who said, why seek ye the living among the dead? Thomas said, yeah, yeah, right. Mary said, but he called my name. He said, whatever, Mary. I believe it when I see it. There are a lot of doubting Thomases. They're still around. But God wants to turn them into believing Thomas. He said, I will not believe until I see a wound that's been healed. A breach that's been repaired. That's the only way I'll ever believe. And there are a lot of people that you work with. There's a lot of people that you live with. The only way they will believe is if they see a wound that has been healed. God is going to use your wound to make them believe. You say, I don't know if I can even, I don't even know if that's right. Because, I mean, I got this wound, but it's pretty, it's pretty visible. I don't know how anybody, I don't know how anybody could look at this and, and think that this represents healing. I mean, they're here. There, there's, no, there's no getting around it. They're here. Jesus looked at Thomas and said, reach hither thy finger. Put your hand in my side. Put your finger in the nail print. And when Thomas saw the wounds, the Bible said, he fell to his knees and said, my Lord and my God. You know what's going to have happen? You know what's going to happen? If you, if you will turn your life to God, turn your heart to God, turn your, turn your mind, your soul to God, He will heal those wounds. I said He will heal those wounds. He will bind up those wounds. And people who know what you went through, when they touch your wound, it won't cause the pain they expect it to cause. It won't cause the reaction they expect it to cause. If it were fresh, if it, if it were still what it was, there'd be a reaction. But things have changed. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. He cleansed me. Pastor, you don't know what they did. I'll never be able to forgive them. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Because the sweet forgiveness of God will come over you in a way you can't even understand. And it will make you eager to forgive others. Hallelujah. You don't know what I've done. I, I cannot recover from it. Yes, you can and yes, you will. You will, you shall. In the name of Jesus, I declare it in your life. You shall overcome it. Come on, all across this building, I need us to lift up our hands in praise to the one who saves and redeems and delivers. Come on, lift his name, lift his name all across this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Come on, lift his name in the name of the Lord Jesus. He has come to heal and to set free and to deliver. He has come to bind up the brokenhearted. Oh, hallelujah. He knows how to fix this thing. I said he knows how to fix this thing. It doesn't matter how jagged the edges of brokenness are. He knows how to fix this thing. It doesn't matter what kind of a mess you created in your life. He knows how to fix this thing. I want somebody right now to come forward in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're going to sing and we're going to take a few moments and find God in this house this morning. I want somebody right now who needs God to repair a breach in your life. Come on, whatever it is. This isn't the time to act like you got everything together. You're not fooling God. You're not fooling the person next to you. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's nobody here that's perfect. We all need Jesus. This isn't the time to be proud and act like you got it all figured out. This is the time to say, God, I need you. There's a breach in my home. There's a breach in my mind. There's a breach in my spirit. I'm afraid. I feel shame. I'm uncertain of what the future holds. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. There's a healing in this house. There's a healing in this house. There is a healing in this house. Come on, if you feel hurt by somebody, it's time to bring that to Jesus. Don't harbor it. Don't hold on to it. Bring it to Jesus. Come on, bring it to Jesus. Lord, I need you to heal this this hurt in my soul. I need you to heal this hurt in my soul. This breach in my spirit, I need you to heal it, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord.